Hello. Oh, well, hello there. You're listening to Sword Explained. Yes, and uh, that's Kellen Doherty over there. And that's Leah Nielsen over somewhere. <laughs> over somewhere else. <laughs> Not near me, no, unfortunately. No. <laughs> I um, did like that we realized that we haven't seen each other's actual faces for many, many years. Perhaps years? <laughs> <laughs> Going on almost half a decade. <laughs> it doesn't feel like it, but it's because we like talk and like I feel like we're hanging out right now. So yeah. <laughs> but I might have a completely different face. I might have gotten extensive plastic surgery and you just <laughs> never knew. Surgery? Well, I wear piercing blue color contacts now. So. <laughs> and just like really slicked back, like platinum blonde hair, like Draco Malfoy's dad. <laughs> I look entirely like Lucius Malfoy now. So you'd be surprised. <laughs> I'm going. For a, like a Bellatrix kind of look, ooh, just like wild Unhinged. hair, yeah, just <laughs> ugliest dresses you can imagine. A lot of black lace. Yeah, yeah, it's a definite aesthetic. <laughs> I recently rewatched Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part One and Two. Mm. Um, and my boyfriend has read the first six books, but he's never read <gasps> or seen the seventh movie. What? Kept asking me. <laughs> He kept being like, does this person die? And I'm like, don't ask me if you don't, like, don't get attached to anybody. Because yeah. I forgot everyone dies. A lot of it's main horrible. people die. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, remember, I remember sobbing reading the books. Yeah, I yeah. sobbed when, I always forget which twin dies, Fred or George. Whichever one of them died, I just I started too. crying. I feel like Fred died because I remember liking him more for some reason even though they're like the same george lost yeah. a year yeah i think that's why i picked fred i was like i love them because they're the funny ones and right. i want a funny husband so in my like 17 year old mind i was like okay well i'll date one of them and then i was like well george has one ear so i'm gonna go with the other one <laughs> and then that one died i was like god damn it yeah yeah i loved them i loved um Tonks. Tonks in the books was way cooler. Like, in the movie, they don't really do her justice. But, like... Yeah. I remember liking Tonks a lot. And, uh... Yeah. I was always a Luna Lovegood kind of girl. Yeah. Quirky. I like the, the quirky girl. Quirky. <laughs> I heard that apparently the actress that played her just, like, bullied the casting people into being like, I am Luna Lovegood. <laughs> Just saying, like, this is the role for me. I am this. <laughs> wow. I mean, she really did it. She did Good it right. Her. Yeah, girl boss into that situation because she did a great job. Yeah, girl boss your way into a major movie franchise. <laughs> <laughs> get those royalties. That's how I'm going to get into the next Star Wars. Yeah. I don't even know anything about Star Wars. I feel like, <laughs> I belong in the Mandalorian. Also, what is a Mandalorian? Is it Yoda or is it someone? Is it Oscar Isaac? I know he's in it. I have no idea. <laughs> is Jar Jar Binks still a thing? No, I remember him. no. They left Jar Jar Binks in the wind like a long time ago. Oh, he deserves his own spinoff series. <laughs> I don't think anyone would agree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I watched all the Mandalorians. I, I would highly recommend book of boba fett it was good it was very good and like even if you don't know star wars stuff it was good yeah so. it's just it's there's so much but it's like it's like game of thrones like that that one would be like game of thrones where there's just like so much in fact there's fewer characters to keep track of than in game of thrones things yeah yeah have you watched house of the dragon no I don't I think like I can. I watched, like, a few episodes. Ugh. Like, I literally, I still just have PTSD from, like, um, season eight. Game of Thrones, yeah. yeah That's yeah. how I feel. I'm like, I went through that whole thing. That was eight seasons. That was so right. much time. And then it just ended so poorly. So disappointing. I've never and... been more disappointed. <laughs> yeah. I'm, like, very picky with my fantasy because I really just only like Lord of the Rings I and, love like, Rings. Harry Potter. But any of the new stuff, like, I don't watch the new Harry Potter stuff. I don't watch the new Lord of the Rings stuff. I'm just I stuck read, in my ways. <laughs> yeah. I haven't read, like, the Cursed Child stuff. 
Yeah. I tried. I hated the Beasts movie. I didn't like it at all. Yeah, that didn't seem like something I wanted to watch. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, anyway, J.K. Rowling, you're a disappointment for us all. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for making Harry Potter. That was cool, but otherwise. Otherwise, you can be quiet now. Yeah. <laughs> well, for today's episode, uh, this episode is really going to be everything from, like, abstract art to, like, mm-hmm. architecture to Marie Kondo and there's going to be a lot of Kim Kardashian that keeps coming up oh so Kardashian hour is in session oh my goodness <laughs> it's like every about... podcast episode we either have to bring up Kim Kardashian or Paris Hilton so. <laughs> yeah, like why is that so ingrained in our culture that like we need to talk about it <laughs> it's because we're millennials maybe <laughs> <laughs> they were friends do you remember yeah. like them she being worked- like young starlet friends yeah (laughs) like kim kardashian would be nowhere without paris hilton so paris hilton is really the one that brought us keeping up with the the kardashians i'm telling you i have a lot of respect for her (laughs) well today we're talking about design but specifically interior design and architecture mostly But I think you and I will probably agree on a lot of this because we have pretty similar aesthetics and styles, I think, although I haven't seen you for years. Um, (laughs) So it comes to that stuff, I think, but maybe we'll like differ a little bit. Who knows? So the design style and also just kind of like cultural movement I'm going to be explaining to you today is going to be about minimalism. Okay, okay. I mean, with the Marie Kondo, that makes sense. I was actually thinking about that the other day uh, while I was, like, looking at my drawers full of shirts that I, like, don't wear. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Minimalism. Do you like nothing? Then minimalism minimalism is the right fit for you. Um, So I'm not just going to be like talking about what it is, but why is it so popular? How does it affect us? Why do we have it? Et cetera. So what do we think about when we think of minimalism? Simple, clean, sleek, white, oftentimes monochrome for sure. Right. Simply put, it's a style or design that is characterized by extreme sparseness and simplicity. Yeah. I I think of concrete floors. Yeah, that's a big (laughs) part. Polished concrete floors. (laughs) (laughs) And minimalism really started popping off on the scene of architecture, like back in the 1980s in London and New York. So, quote, minimalist architectural designers focus on the connection between two perfect planes, elegant lighting, and the void spaces left by the removal of three-dimensional shapes in an architectural design. So this involved a lot of wide open spaces with limited things in them, cold lighting, white walls, white floors. That's pretty much it to a point. Like no life, lifeless. Yeah, just very like still. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Like when I think of minimalism, I don't think of like a girl with like five cats in her house. It's like no movement. (laughs) Nothing's growing or like living in there. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And minimalism wasn't invented in the 80s, of course. Um, Like, we kind of did the classic white people thing where we were inspired by another race of people's culture. And we're like, well, we'll just take some of this and then we'll, like, call it our own. Quote, unquote, inspired. (laughs) Yeah. Like, uh, really, like, appropriated, right? (laughs) Yeah. Stole, (laughs) took, uh, whatever you want to put it. So initially, minimalism was inspired by traditional Japanese design because a lot of traditional design has to do with very orderly, evenly placed lines and planes, basically organized. And usually the outside of traditional Japanese structures are those beautiful and cool like pointy roofs, uh, but the inside is simple and very fluid. So rooms can become bigger or smaller with moving screens or movable Mm. paper walls. It's a lot of beige flooring, uh, like beige walls, like kind of those bamboo mats. Um, Like if a white woman was going on a meditation retreat, that's where she'd want to be. Just very relaxing, simple concept, like a spa, basically. Right, yeah. Maybe like a trickling fountain in the corner. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I was just talking to someone about 
how the Japanese people are just superior and like <laughs> like clean, you know, like I saw the news story about how like at the um World Cup the Japanese fans were like just cleaning the stands because they were like they were like, Yeah, we just we don't leave trash. That's not what we do. Yeah. It's just like, God, you guys are just like good. <laughs> yeah. That's what I always hear about like Japanese transit and like the city of like it's super busy, but it's not like New York where it's like There's racks like, and garbage. And garbage everywhere and like, like people streaming. I think I don't know if we talked about this on another one, but I tell you this all the time where I'm like, if I fell in a New York City trash puddle, like you know what I'm talking about. Like yeah, one the of green those puddles, sludge. Just leave me there. Leave me there to die. No, I would immediately take you to the hospital to get you an antibiotic for Yeah, there's gotta be something disease. in like a antiviral. <laughs> like, yeah. Like you like so come back with HPV somehow. Probably. Like, I don't know. I just fell in a puddle in <laughs> New York sorry, I fell in, in Bushwick and this is what happened. I fell in a puddle and now I have Hep B. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So back to America for now, we're going mostly to just like focus on American minimalism for this, because I mean, it is kind of everywhere, but I don't, I'm not going into that because I'm an American and that's all I know. So minimalism in America mostly became pretty popular in the 80s, like I mentioned, but there were hints of it before that too. Uh, really any time after World War II happened, it kind of started to gain popularity and notoriety. Mm. Um, mostly because the art scene was able to thrive again. Many European artists during the time immigrated to the U.S. So in a prior episode about Pablo Picasso, we very briefly touched on like abstract art, how that became popular. Yeah. Um, but kind of as a next jumping off point from abstract art came just like geometric shape art, which in itself is very minimalist. Yeah. And that's the kind of art you see in museums of like stacked boxes just like one bright light fixture like one really yellow wall <laughs> just like yeah, there, there very is like basic an overlap thing. yeah with the abstract and minimalist yeah where it's like yeah like you said like one lamp <laughs> and I forget who the artist is but that very famous painting that's just like a red oh it's just like box. a red canvas yeah yeah like that kind of was like this is the art I don't know yeah Whoever have. that is, great use of the color red. Good job. Great job. Um, and that's why, like, a lot of people, like, don't like abstract art because they're like, well, I could do that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, but you didn't. <laughs> True. It's you like, if you, if you do it, then great. Then you, you make art. But Go yeah. make art and sell it to, like, exhibit it and do it. <laughs> yeah. So it was only a matter of time before this kind of very abstract, very simplified art started popping up into people's homes. And so with minimalism style, what does that usually look like? Well, first, let's touch on architecture. Um, If you think of a minimalist building, whether it's condos or apartments or a school or a store or amphibian hospital, whatever it is, (laughs) it's all kind of the same. It's just like gray, white or black, square, windows, door, flat roof the end yeah like to the point um now if you're a rich person and you want a minimalist house that is where you can get a little like kookier because you can do these like cool different kind of boxes on each other one like big slanted roof um like this like dramatic kind of curve or like kooky architecture in there it is still all like very white or very gray whatever color um but it's mostly like big windows big floor plain ceiling you know just very all I can think of is like sleek it's just like it looks slippery like you could just (laughs) put some aquaphor on the floor and just slip around all day because you won't knock into stuff just feel like if you yeah if you like trip you'll just like slide (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's just one long slip and slide is the hallway (laughs) so this is not to be confused with brutalist architecture Because while it has similarities and characteristics of minimalism, that's a little different. Uh, So brutalist architecture, which I had never really heard of until the last few years. I'm not sure I know that. (laughs) If you think about what it might be, you're probably right. (laughs) Um, Basically, (laughs) it's just kind of like Soviet Russia. (laughs) Oh, like iron. 
yeah, like iron, concrete, gray, heavy, just like ugly. It's like minimalism, but uglier, basically. Just like a lot of concrete, no decoration, just like steel, brick. I feel like I'm like picturing the jail that the guy was in in Stranger Things. (laughs) Yeah, that's a good example, I would say. (laughs) A Russian prison. (laughs) Yeah, if you look up like most depressing like cities in Russia, like it's all just these like gray it's just and there's no sun it's like two degrees it's like it's very bleak i Um, I recently saw this thing where it was like this is the most depressing city in the world like statistically it was like proven that this was and it was this russian city that like was it it like norsalisk or something (laughs) yeah i was like i feel like that's what i always hear yeah it was dark it's dark like seven months of the year and like very cold but it's also everyone there works at this mining company that just pollutes like crazy so there's like acid rain and like fog or like smog and like bad air and bad water and 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 there's no way in and out the guy was saying that there's no road in and out there's just one train (laughs) so i was like yeah but anyway i'm sure they, they have the sort of brutalist idea that you're thinking of yeah yeah because brutalism really came about during the reconstruction era after world war ii um and started in like england kind of like throughout europe because they were just like all of our buildings were destroyed we just like need a hospital now so like right. it doesn't matter yeah. what it looks like let's just you know build it um but then it kind of just like swept through and a lot of people now associate associate it with russia um yeah. I mean, brutalist architecture is everywhere. I've lived in some apartment buildings where I'm like, this is, feels like a prison. Um, (laughs) It's just like drab gray or brown, minimal windows, just like really thick walls, which again, after World War II probably makes sense because it's like, it needs to withstand a bombing maybe. Yeah. (laughs) So maybe that's where it came from. But they're just like really daunting, like big, ugly buildings. Right. So that's kind of, it's minimalist because there's not much to it, but it is, if it's more extreme than okay it's not as clean and inviting yeah yeah it's not I wouldn't call it meditative I don't think okay. you wanna meditate there and okay. the mining town in Russia probably I mean they probably all need to but I mean they probably should just for their mental health <laughs> I, I wish yeah. everyone there well I hope they get yeah. out. <laughs> I if I could buy you all a sun lamp I would yeah I think you need <laughs> now in terms of interior design Anytime I think of minimalism, and I think a lot of people think this way, is now instead of picturing like a nice feng shui, you know, beautiful Japanese home, you think of Kim Kardashian's house. Right. Like white. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Just so white. That woman has so much money and she is living in just like a museum. It's just like white long hallways with nothing in them, white walls, every room, all white, all the chairs white they all match the bathroom just yeah. like the sink is just like one slab of marble there's nothing around it's no what, dirt no grime right it doesn't it's like I specifically don't like this because it, it feels unlived in and it feels like a airbnb like yeah. it feels like it's not meant to be lived in yeah you're you just know? like renting for the weekend yeah yeah and all your stuff is like in a suitcase in the closet right <laughs> right you never see anyone's stuff and that's what's crazy about kim it's like you're a billionaire you got four kids you don't see a toy in sight not a sweater not a blanket not a book kids yeah like nothing and do they read do they read books i hope so i mean they got all the access to the books that any child could ever want i'm sure they have a great education but where's the kim where's the kardashian library like I, i haven't seen that in their house ever and that's what I kind of miss about the old Kardashians like keeping up era like late 2010s or or late 2000s whatever of like Kris Jenner's house was just covered in like photos of like Kim from Playboy and stuff (laughs) that's an actual house (laughs) like you're proud of your children yeah (laughs) like you don't see one picture of Northwest in that whole house it's like come on (laughs) to be fair though like do you think they film in a different area than they live probably I mean they always seem to be in like one certain room or like they're yeah. always just in the kitchen 
I bet you they all like go to a different house and like film Maybe. there. Because also at this point, they probably like don't want to mess up and like accidentally show outside the window and show where they are. Mm-hmm. Well, that's know. the it's thing too. I just saw something of like, Kim has had to like limit what Northwest puts on TikTok because she's showing parts of the house that like Kim doesn't want people to see right and stuff like that because it is you always see like the one hallway and the the this and the that yeah Um, and I get that you're a billionaire so you have a ton of people helping you and cleaning your house so it makes sense it's so clean but it's just like there's no essence that someone has lived there no life (laughs) but that is basically minimalist interior design um white or off-white gray maybe uh carpet or flooring is a similar shade plain basic furniture a gray couch white chair beige dresser you get the picture yeah um artwork on the walls not really but if there is it's like a white painting (laughs) right it's something very basic yeah um just like one abstract painting uh that's it and like surfaces that's the big thing for me like the dresser nothing on it the nightstand maybe a lamp that's it like Like every horizontal surface has nothing on it like the kitchen the countertops are nothing there yeah nothing's on there (laughs) yeah and if there is it's like maybe like a fake plant and like a stack of three books that you haven't read and like (laughs) an oil diffuser (laughs) yeah yeah um minimalism is very anti-tchotchke very anti-knickknack and Mm. very anti-doodad and that's what i don't like because i'm a tchotchke girl i can't i'm like i feel like i'm bordering maximalist like i have a lot of little things i like i like to collect little bottles and little boxes Mm -hmm. (laughs) and i like plants and animals and things that are alive in my house (laughs) yeah you want your house to be cozy and have things around you that bring you joy and look nice (laughs) yeah bring you joy as marie kondo said yeah and i'm not necessarily anti-minimalism um because if people like that look and want to do that like go for it literally it doesn't matter it's an interior design trend like it's not important um like personally it's just not for me but there is still parts of it that i do appreciate um because as you may know and many know about me is that i am very clean and i have to have everything in my home clean and organized or i will crumble into dust um if there's like dishes left in the sink so I do like the part of minimalism that's all about like everything is cleanness yeah (laughs) everything has a place everything is organized you are quite clean you are a clean individual (laughs) to a point where it's a bit it's not exhausting it's just like I've never met anyone as clean as me and it's kind of annoying because I'm like why am I like this (laughs) this is too much I'm surprised like I was not clean as like a teen or like any part of that but then I feel like through college maybe it's because I live with you I don't know (laughs) like through college I became cleaner and now I like I get upset when things are like not clean Mm -hmm. but not like to your level I would say like I can leave dishes in the sink overnight yeah I just like I don't even think about it and our other roommate that lived with us she brought it up to me once she's like Kellen you just like don't even put stuff down you just like immediately put your shoes away put your jacket away away. like fold your laundry put it away immediately I'm like yeah I don't even think about it (laughs) but like I would love to be like that I just it is like an effort for me to do it yeah you know So yeah, it's nice that minimalism is like clean, but it's just, for me, it doesn't have like the comfy or the homey part of yeah, it. Yeah. Um, I like big fluffy white beds. Like if there's a beanbag chair, like a lot of minimalism can be comfy. Like a hotel room is comfy. Like the bed is really nice to sleep in. Yeah. You can take a great nap. Um, again, it just doesn't feel like your home. Right. Um, but it goes back to the meditative, relaxing aesthetic. So, which I think says a lot about why minimalism is popular right now, because we're all stressed and we're all anxious, we're all depressed and we're annoyed and there's so many bad things going on. We just want to feel at peace and we want a good night's sleep and we want to wake up and feel at ease before we have to go to our jobs that maybe we don't like and your kids are crazy and your husband's yelling at you, whatever it is. Society feels like it's crumbling outside. So you just like, (laughs) want your home to like okay well while I'm really anxious and my brain is like a dumpster fire at least like my house is clean 
Yeah. At least I'm not overwhelmed by like my like the stuff. Yeah. And when outside is doing so much stuff, it feels like, I don't know, like Times Square in like Christmas time at, on a Saturday or something. And your home is just like this faded away thing and it dissipates away all the craziness and all the hectic stuff. Um, so that is what I like about minimalism and why I understand why people like it. Um, I just, you know, again, like art and flowers and decor and candles yeah. and plants. <laughs> yeah. Um, but everybody has a different opinion on it. Uh, and usually what I also find funny about a lot of things on TikTok is that people will show their apartments. And I definitely wound up on like the maximalist side of TikTok of these like, really colorful apartments and a lot of plants and all this stuff and I am always like oh that's really cute like maybe it's not always for me but like I'm glad that person has a nice apartment yeah. and there's so many comments of people being like that would give me an anxiety attack that's too many colors like my ADHD could never like this would not help me I would hate this and like people really hate it sometimes oh and I'm like oh that's interesting because that's what I would say about minimalism <laughs> Right. So there are definitely yeah. people that would be overwhelmed by like a bright bedroom filled with stuff. Yeah. It's like it's fair. Like if that's overwhelming to you, that's fine. Yeah. It's just different. I guess it's just different things. Yeah, and minimalism like besides the lack of color, I mean the main thing is about not having a lot of stuff. So again, with like Marie Kondo when she wrote The Life-Changing Magic of Cleaning Up, um, it's like kind of the big guide of minimalism that really kind of kicked off the trend in the 2010s because it came out like right in 2010. And that whole concept, which we've all probably known, was if it doesn't give you joy, doesn't serve a purpose, toss it out. Right. And you think, OK, well, that's like really anti-consumerist and pretty anti-capitalist, right? Because you're just like, I don't need to go to home goods and buy more fake pumpkins. Like I right. don't need to <laughs> buy all this stuff um, and just like keep going back and back for more. So that's kind of the nice thing is that minimalism can seem ethical in this regard because it's right. going against fast fashion. Um, it's going against like all these other kind of trends of like these little micro trends of like, now you need to buy this and now you need to buy that. And it's like, well, I just you're never going to stop buying stuff. It's, it's too much. There's yeah. too much stuff in the world. I yeah. went to the mall today to try to find pants and there was so much stuff there. And I was like, who is buying this stuff? Yeah. I, I get overwhelmed. Like <clears throat> when I'm like at target, it's just like, where does all this stuff? Or no, I was at bed, bath and beyond. Ooh. And I was yeah, like, that's a lot of stuff in there. And I was like, where does it go when people don't buy it? yeah it, it concerns me is it just it thrown out? away like I heard that you can like dumpster dive bed bath and beyonds and get like crazy good stuff mm. but like probably I just don't know like but then sometimes maybe it just goes into like the dollar store sort of resale cycle yeah well know? that's the thing it's like so many and this is like one of the big evils of corporations is they would rather throw out their stuff than like donate it or give it to right. people like and like grocery stores do this like you're not allowed to dumpster dive you can't take like we have to just put this in a landfill and it's like why that's perfectly good lettuce or right. whatever it is and it's just like no system, that's what we do the system is broken have you ever seen the movie the east did i make you watch the movie the east yes yes yeah. <laughs> there's a whole part where she's like the system is broken and she like pulls like an apple out of the trash that like someone took like one bite out of and mm -hmm. that's like a little extreme a lot of people wouldn't eat the rest of that apple yeah. but like it's still a whole good apple you know other than that one spot <laughs> yeah <laughs> I just saw something and I don't know if this has any like credibility at all because it was on TikTok and I didn't look at any sources but there was something about how like urban architecture all we do is plant male trees that pollinate yes, because if they true. were female trees with fruit then people would eat free fruit and how dare we do that because poor people need to starve yeah <laughs> Yeah. And I was like, that doesn't surprise me, but that is very depressing. No, but it also has caused, like, issues with, uh, like, urban heat index stuff 
because they um only plant the male trees and no new trees get made basically like in forests and stuff or like sort of like edge habitats where it's like on the edge of the city in the forest because like they can't reproduce because there's no females around (laughs) oh yeah it's pretty crazy (laughs) but also i will bring up a couple things about that not just fruiting but like sometimes female trees smell (laughs) so like i think that's Mm -hmm. another part um, but I don't know if you've seen, like, I don't know what country it was, perhaps Brazil, like, orange trees are really popular, and they do have, like, a machine that comes around and, like, harvests oranges hmm. off of these urban trees, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, because you think, like, how much fruit, I mean, any amount of fruit could make a huge difference in, like, right. homeless people needing to eat something. Right. Like, it's so wild yeah yeah (laughs) so yeah world's evil um (laughs) practical part of minimalism so there's two different kinds of minimalism there's one that is practical and that is people that literally don't have a choice because they are poor and they cannot afford a lot of things (laughs) and you grow up and you don't have a lot of toys because you can't you don't have a choice you're not it's not an aesthetic it's your life um so that's the first kind and then there's the new kind which is luxury minimalism right yeah it's your aesthetic it's kind of your hobby it's like your brand it's your marketing if you're an influencer it's like your whole thing so there's these two different kinds and that's the funny thing about minimalism is that at first you're like oh well it's so anti-consumerist it's like a you know middle finger to the capitalism but then you think about it and you're like well these rich people are like buying really expensive stuff to fit this look right and not everyone can do that like I most people can't buy like a five thousand dollar beige couch even if it is you know cheaper in the long run it's more sustainable it was good for the environment most people just have to go to Ikea and get what they can get because that's what they can afford right and that's like Kim Kardashian home to the max it's like a poor person like it's sad you don't have anything in your house but if kim kardashian has it it's like romanticized of like wow look at this look at all those walls like <laughs> like this is so like you know all that other stuff was so last season like this looks great and also- you get to feel like a good person because you're like donating your books and you're getting rid of stuff and you're like right. i don't need these things look at me right i also feel like the like we were talking about before with like the large amounts of horizontal surface is a rich people thing like yes very nice tables very nice countertops like big tables like it's just that that's not easy to get yeah like you a know? big slab of marble yeah, for your like kitchen island <laughs> you know yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah it's like most people have like pretty small counter space like if you're living in a one-bedroom apartment in a city like you don't have like you can't not put anything on your dresser right right. you need that space you need that it's real estate you need that real estate (laughs) there's not one horizontal surface in my house that doesn't have much on it except maybe my coffee table but there's like still like coasters and stuff (laughs) yeah I mean I and maybe it's from my parents too because my parents have the same kind of style as me but it was always like if you have a surface you put something on it (laughs) right yeah it's like if you have a part on your wall that's bare you put a picture there like you put art on the wall you put like I was just always like here goes a cactus like there you go yeah (laughs) yeah so so yeah um at the end of the day minimalism is very anti-consumerist um but there will always be like more ways of how you can be anti-consumerist and a lot of the way that you can be like that is buying new stuff which goes against everything because right. um, it's like, well, if you want to be a minimalist, you should have this kind of planter or this kind of bed frame or this dishware or these speakers. And yeah. it'll always be something else you have to buy. So it's like the furniture, the decor, then the clothing and the makeup and the whatever. And that's where I always like fell into these like TikTok algorithm videos of influencers like restocking things. I <laughs> just can't- like stand it I'm sorry like I've been on like an anti-plastic thing for the past few years and that shit just is disgusting to me like they're literally just like 
oh, I have these plastic bins for my hundreds of plastic cosmetics mm -hmm. and I'm putting them in this plastic giant container I have. <laughs> like, it's like, and yeah. these are all like hard, non-recyclable plastics. So yeah. it's just like, oh my God, what are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. And I'll, it's always like a girl usually doing like her bathroom cabinet for yeah. me. Where yeah. it's like, this is where I put all my face masks. They go in this plastic bin. And then I bought this other plastic bin for my cotton balls. And it's like, why do you have like 10 years worth of cotton balls though? Right. Like, damn girl, you don't need them. <laughs> girl, what's wrong with your face? <laughs> especially like people deep cleaning their showers. They're like taking out like 20 bottles. And I'm like, why do you have so many different yeah. like, sugar scrubs? Like you don't need, like you just need one. Like, why yeah. do you have one for each day of the week? Yeah. It just like drives me crazy. And then it's like them telling you, oh, go to my Amazon storefront, get this drawer organizer. And it's like, you wouldn't need that drawer organizer if you didn't buy 12 sugar scrubs. Right. So like, like this is all just so don't, stupid. Don't have that. I also have seen like a bunch of stuff with people cleaning, like specifically toilets. Where they like overly, like, I don't even understand it. They're like, we're going to put like this solution and then mm -hmm. this foaming stuff and then this on top of it. And then it's like five different cleaning products. And then they like scrub it and like rinse it and then like do it again. And it's like, what, what yeah. are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> like, are you eating out of the toilet? Like, yeah, what are you like, doing? What? You're just going to shit in it in like no 20 reason. minutes. There's no reason it needs to be that clean. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's so much stuff where it's like, what are you talking about? And then it's always just like, so, and then of course they like close the cabinet and it's like, it's all organized. It's all clean and you can't see anything. So it's minimalist. It's like, that is not minimalist. You have like $2,000 in that cabinet. <laughs> you have a stock. Like it's yeah. not. <laughs> You're like kind of doomsday prepping, but in like, sheet face masks which like isn't <laughs> going to be a priority in the apocalypse I don't think right seriously like, I'm so glad another COVID surge came because I have like 20 different kinds of conditioner thank god <laughs> <laughs> thank goodness I don't need to buy like all of these lip glosses <laughs> yeah and sometimes it's like oh well I'm having an overnight guest like my sister's coming to stay with me and I'm like I would never do that much if my sister was coming to stay with me. Like, here, yeah. sister, did you Why need does... 20 different kinds of, like, lip oil? <laughs> Why does my sister need 18 rolls of toilet paper yeah. for a weekend visit? Like, what is wrong? <laughs> and then they're always like, oh, you should stack the toilet paper like this and put it in a basket so it looks like this. And it's just like, I'm tired. Like, I have to go back to work. I don't care about how people store their toilet paper. Like, this right. is just so... They're like, well, it looks like you're at the spa if you stack it like this. I'm like, well, we're not I'm at not. a spa. We're in a studio <laughs> apartment. So. I'm not at the spa. I'm not at the spa at all. <laughs> and you can say the same for influencers when they're living out of a van, when they're buying tiny homes, when they're just like opting out of mainstream society. It's like, oh, this like cool granola girl that lives out of a van. It's like, yeah, but what you don't know is that that van costs, you know, $30,000, not to mention- right all the gas and everything else the upkeep that goes into it like right. that's not that's not a cheap lifestyle no and also <laughs> don't be like, fooled. I wouldn't often call that a permanent lifestyle like I don't feel like people do that for many years you know like yeah. then they just end up getting an actual house and then just having this super expensive van also <laughs> Yeah. And then it's like, what do we do with it? Do we sell it? No, it's not in trend anymore to live out of a van. So then you just like have this van, I guess. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, minimalism, it isn't technically anti-capitalist in a lot of ways. Quote, capitalism will continue because although minimalists don't buy tons of clothes, they spend money on fewer items, events, travel and hobbies. Uh, spending money on these things will keep capitalism very much alive. So we have to be careful not to confuse our minimalism with actual political action. So it's like, yeah, they're still spending a ton of money. It's just right. not on the things that they used to. So. Right. Yeah. Like, uh, that's like, say, like, yeah, like you were saying, like, yeah, if you donate all your stuff, great. But then if you buy all new stuff, <laughs> yeah, it just cancels out. Like, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> It's also like that thing I realized a few years ago about rich people stocking their libraries. 
like where rich people will just like send their assistant to a bookstore and be like buy 50 books that look nice and put it in my library what so it just like looks pretty and people think I read them Oh but they didn't read them and they're just they sitting there. No, that sucks. And it's like books are expensive. Like yeah. that is Especially wild. Books. Me. Yeah. Yeah. And like I'm very sentimental about my books. It's like I read this. I remember when I read it. I put it here next to these other. Like I organized a certain way. Like books are important to me. And for someone to just be like, eh, just buy like 50 books, whatever. It doesn't matter what they are. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> I have right now at my desk a um uh what are they called fortune cookie like thing that I saved because I liked it and it says a house without books is like a room without windows like it's like I like having books but it's like because I use them to like see another you know like a, a fictional land or like read it for some other reason you know it's like because I have memories of these books yeah because you actually enjoy reading them right <laughs> yeah this is kind of the last big hill I'll die on with what I don't like about minimalism and it's the one that irks me the most and that is the lack of color because yeah. this is happening all over color is like disappearing from the world it feels like <laughs> um it used to be that appliances would be different colors cars buildings people's houses like everything would be like a fun color yeah. and now when i'm driving it's all a gray white black car and all the buildings are the same and everything is just ugly and like once in a while there's like a guy in like an orange dodge charger or something yeah. but like besides that everything is the same color yeah and I can see that I liked 90s color you know like the 90s were colorful mm-hmm. the 90s <laughs> Clothing, were so colorful toys. and Everything. even the mid-2000s I felt like was colorful and then, oh like, yeah bling like <laughs> the maybe it was once the recession hit or whatever happened but yeah once it was like the 2010s things just got bleak and there were all these like different trends that started popping up. So one that I always think is kind of funny, which is often on TikTok, is people um, making fun of minimalist baby aesthetics as like the sad beige baby. <laughs> like if you've seen these, like a nursery that's like, it's gender neutral. And it's like, that's cool, but it's all beige. And it's like wooden blocks, not colored ones, just wood. It's like, our baby's toys. And they're like throwing baby showers and birthday parties like this. And like, they're cute, but there's no, it, it's for a baby. I know. <laughs> and there's know. no, nothing. And that might be fine when the baby is one, because they're just like a little potato. But when your baby is like a toddler, they're they going to want color. Likes. Yeah. Like they want, like, that's what a toddler needs is a lot of color and noise and it's like different things. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just like funny to see people that are like, oh, like look at our baby's nursery. And it's like, no, that sucks. That it's fine if that's for you, but that's for a baby. Yeah. <laughs> so everyone lives in a white, beige, or brown house, it feels like, especially if you're renting. Um, because you know those walls are either eggshell or white, off-white, some variation. Um, it always makes me think of that scene in American Psycho with the business cards. Do you yeah. remember that where they're like, this one's tusk, this one's, you know, he's like, oh my god, Arctic the frost. lettering. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Lots it's like it's all one color. <laughs> yeah. That's how it feels like in apartment buildings. I want to watch that movie again. I feel like it's been blowing up on well, Instagram recently or like TikTok. I just saw like a bunch of stuff about it. Yeah, people are very into it again, which yeah. is good. It's a very good movie. It is good. Um yeah. It's funny because I feel like girls have gotten really into it because it was always labeled as like a guy's movie. It's like, no, this is for the girls because this is about how masculinity is just insane. insane. (laughs) (laughs) Literally psychotic. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, basically, if you are renting an apartment, especially with these like new big luxury apartments because of gentrification, of course, everything is just like ugly, square, white. Um, just windows in a row, row, no personality. And there's gentrification everywhere. And it's terrible for a lot of different political reasons and cultural reasons. But just like on the aesthetic front, 
is also bad. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's bad in every way. It doesn't look that good. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty boring. And, and I remember seeing it all the time in Brooklyn. It was more apparent. Like, it's definitely happening in Denver. But in Brooklyn, it was so, like, here's an old brownstone from, like, 1930. And next door is a steel square. Yeah. <laughs> where yeah. it costs $2,000 for, a, no, not even two, like, four thousand dollars for an apartment <laughs> and like yeah just like oh what is that doing here it looks out of place it looks it's just gross like, oh. yeah we have like an issue here where it's just like brick row homes that like don't they every single one looks the same and i'm not talking about there there are like older brick row homes where like they all kind of have like the same structure but like people decorate them differently and like you can paint the trims differently and stuff. Mm-hmm. But, like, the newer ones are, like, I wouldn't be able to tell my house from the next door neighbors. And, like, there's no yard most of the time to, like, differentiate yourself. I don't yeah. know. I just, I can't stand those ones. <laughs> yeah. It's, like, Levittown-esque. Or, like, just Step suburbia. Like, of. everyone is in their little box with their little husband and the picket fence and it's like that's been happening since you know the 50s well yeah but what was that like um, show was it weeds where they'd be like the tiki tacky house and the tiki tacky box yeah the pete seeger song (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) that show was great for like a season or two yeah it went (laughs) off the rails at the end um (laughs) So yeah, there's also something uh, contributing to this called the HGTVification effect. Oh yeah. And before I explain it, you can probably picture what I'm talking about. Yes. Um, because I never watch HGTV. HGTV. I don't have cable, but sometimes if I'm at the gym, I see it, and it's all the same. It's still the same. It's these renovation shows, and they're like, okay. We're going to take out all this old stuff, put in some fake wood, like, paneling or, like, these, like, vinyl planking floors where it's all light gray. Yeah. And it's like, why does everyone have gray floors? And then there's, like, subway tile backsplashes. That's a big thing in the kitchen. Open shelving in the kitchen as well. And then barn doors on hinges. Yeah. And then, like, maybe, like, add a live, laugh, love sign or something. (laughs) So... Uh, have you seen what we do in the shadows the show or the movie the show i've seen the first season okay there's the new the newest season there's like a part where laszlo gets really into a show like that and it's definitely making fun of the property brothers like it's like these two brothers that like do stuff like that and so they invite them to like fix up their vampire home just like there's like a uh like a hole in the floor to like a swamp in the bottom and like it's like very there's a lot of character in the home but they come in and then they're like and we made this into like a walk-in closet that's like has its own led lighting like and it just looks so mundane and like so opposite of what the house was where it was like this old vampiric like victorian house it's so funny good yeah, that's how they all are. It's like, regardless of which show it is, it's like, oh yeah, there's the barn door again. Okay, yep. like that's what we're doing. <laughs> we see it, and so it's like, why is it like this? Why is this so popular? Well, there's three main reasons or theories, I guess. Um, the first is pretty simple. It's easy. It's easy to just get white paint, slap it on the walls, especially if you're a landlord paint over the outlets and the light switches while you're at it because for some reason that's a thing um if you don't have to think too much about it just be quick um you can like just turn it around and rent it out to someone else immediately yeah and same with interiors you could walk around a bunch of stores trying to find a cool desk or like a cool lamp or you could just go to ikea and get one for 12 bucks and everyone has it but whatever it's just easy yeah Um, so that's the first thing Second is it's about resale value, especially with today's market. We're not really buying a lot of houses, so a lot of renting. So landlords are just like whatever is easiest to resell this property or this apartment Um, because it's much easier to sell something at a higher price if something looks like clean and new and just plain. 
Right. Because maybe you can't resell your apartment if there's a bunch of floral wallpaper because a man won't want to live in it or whatever it is. You know, like people don't want people want to come into a blank slate. Right. Um, and not even necessarily the renters, I would say, but just like the landlords, it's easier for them to rent something if it's just blank. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's yeah. really the main thing. And that is also the same with furniture, or whatever, like it's easier to sell on Facebook Marketplace if you're selling just like a basic white couch than, you know, maybe a velvet pink, you know, dining room table chair or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, so that's the main thing and I also see that on TikTok too of people like showing their houses and like I painted my bedroom orange and then there's always somebody in the comments like you're not going to be able to resell it like that and it's like that's her house she wants to live like that like let her if she moves then she can paint it like damn right I don't get it (laughs) it just makes me so mad live don't you want to (laughs) live like you don't have to live in an all-white jail cell I'm sorry (laughs) I know I have gotten like the curse where like I don't own a home I've been renting forever and I don't feel like I can paint my walls but like apparently you can as long as you paint it back yeah leave but it's like that's a lot that's a lot of work work. (laughs) and it's gotta be like the right white and it's like yeah that can be a lot of work especially if you're not gonna live there for how long how long like if you're only gonna be there for a year or two maybe it's not worth it but yeah um the third is also that it 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 is assumed at least that it'll stand the test of time because a lot of architecture design trends they come and go yeah um but like blank just kind of lasts forever (laughs) so 70s (laughs) yeah it's like (laughs) like remember when Tuscan kitchens were like all the rave in the 2000s kind of like you're you kind of like live in the cheesecake factory (laughs) yeah (laughs) and there were like roosters everywhere like it was like a very specific design trend in the 2000s of like this is fancy it's a Tuscan Italian kitchen and it was like but we live in Ohio like what what are you talking about um so, like, if you bought that house now, you'd be like, well, now I have to redo the kitchen because it's so ugly because that's an ugly trend now. But if yeah. you buy a blank house, you can do whatever you want with it. So that's kind of a big push of, like, why people are keeping everything white. Because, um, again, people are not living in houses very long because they're renting a lot because everything is terrible. <laughs> yeah. So all of this is super boring, character-free. Um, it does have, like, the new and fresh, like, aesthetic, but it kind of sucks. Um, and it doesn't just pertain to um, houses. I watched one video of a girl talking about, like, comparing different modern objects to older years. And it could be, like, a doorbell or a street post or a bench or, like, a public trash can. Like, all these public things in public places. And how they have gone from, like, not beautiful, like, there's no beautiful park bench, but, like, it has a little bit of character to gray, sterile, steel, just landscapes and boxes. And everything has gotten uglier in the last, like, decade. Yeah. (laughs) And my best example of this is Taco Bell, because, like you mentioned, in the 90s, everything was fun. (laughs) Like, Taco Bell in the 90s was so fun it was like colorful it had like a southwest feel it right. had a cool vibe and now taco bell is like a gray square with like some purple font and everything is metal yeah and mcdonald's like next mm-hmm. level has done that yeah They're like both- every fast food chain it's just like it's boring. like a futuristic look but it's so ugly so boring <laughs> and i don't know if this is part of it but like they make it uncomfortable to sit. And I think it's because you're not supposed to be there for very long. Like it's fast food, sit and get out. And they don't want people loitering. And that's the same with like, I mean, a lot of architecture, like public architecture and things. It's like, they don't want homeless people sleeping on it. So make it uncomfortable, make it this, like don't make anything inviting. Because how dare people try to take advantage of public places. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Those are my main grievances with minimalism, um, which I know is a lot, but I do have a lot of things that I like about it. Um, the first is that it does promote like self-care and bettering yourself. 
like we mentioned, like if your mind is really anxious, if you feel overwhelmed, it can be very, very helpful to have a clean space, to not feel like you have to buy everything just because some influencer told you to. Um, you don't have to have as many sweaters as you think you do. You don't actually wear them and it will save you so much money. Like people just throw money away at Target. They throw money away at all these things. And you don't need to, like if you want to, fine, but you really don't need to. If you need to save money, which most people do now, like save it. Like don't worry about having a 12 step skincare routine or whatever it is. Right, right. You'll be fine. You can, it's also okay to age. I'm telling everyone this. It's okay yeah. to age. <laughs> oh God, if I see one more video about, oh, well, if you drink out of this straw, you'll get wrinkles. So don't <laughs> drink out of a straw, ladies. It's like, I'm going to drink out of a straw. Fuck you. <laughs> Dude, if you smile, you're going to get wrinkles. Yeah. Are you just going to not smile forever now? <laughs> and like women putting their faces in these like weird masks and stuff to go to sleep because, oh, when you sleep on the pillow, you get wrinkles. It's like, what do you I'm not gonna sleep upside down like a bat just to not yeah. get wrinkles I don't I'm too tired I don't care if I get yeah. wrinkly I get wrinkly because we all do yeah, yeah that is also a big grievance of mine is the anti-aging anti-aging is pretty intense <laughs> um in summation though I think one of the things that come off comes off with luxury minimalism is that it can be kind of pretentious and morally superior because it's like well I care about the environment that's why I shop at Reformation and buy a hundred dollar pants and it's like okay that's great good for you like you're not better than this other person that has to shop at you know H&M or whatever um like it's hard out here so it does have that weird superiority um, and this is what I found interesting was this woman, Erin, from the financial diet was talking about minimalism and how she doesn't think minimalism and consumerism are two different ends of the spectrum. And one is good and one is bad. She says that both are kind of addictions and compulsions. You're either okay. neurotically driven to not have things or you're neurotically driven to have things. And the happy place is in the middle. Yeah. You're like, I have things, but not too much. Perhaps the middle would be best where it's, yeah. Like, uh, what's it to the term? Moderate. (laughs) Yeah. And she also says that minimalism doesn't really get rid of distractions. Because if you threw out all your books, you still have, you know, and you throw out your clothes and you only have four sweaters or whatever. You still have a phone that has the internet, that has all the knowledge in the world. Like you're never not going to be distracted in today's age unless you are literally like Walden ponding it in a cabin. (laughs) But otherwise, like you're always going to be distracted. So like, don't feel like you need to throw out all your shoes because you'll still be distracted. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) So to end with, again, just the design of minimalism, I think it kind of sucks. It's not for me, but I do like anti-consumerism. I wish there were just like more personalities and buildings. And I really just miss color because color doesn't cost anything. Like the same white paint costs the same purple paint. So like, can we just get a little bit? Um, Also your possessions, they don't own you and don't think that you need to buy anything. And that will be the secret to what makes you happy, even though that is kind of the hell that we all live in where we're just trying to get dopamine from like buying things on the internet or going to target and it lasts for like five minutes, but then you want to buy something else. And then here we are. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, I don't know. There's goods and bads. Yeah. Of minimalism. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, there's definitely more good things about it that I realized than I initially thought of like, I'm more minimalist than I think because I'm always one of those people that's like if I buy a new shirt I should get rid of a shirt (laughs) like that's kind of my way of thinking of it um and there's definitely good things of like you know hoarding certain things or right yeah I have I have like more of a like so there's like there's a difference between hoarding and like pack rat (laughs) like I would more identify towards the pack rat side of things where it's like I don't like things to be disorganized and like cluttered, but like mm-hmm. I very rarely get rid of things because I feel like they're still useful and like I don't know. I I also like have recently been getting on the like repair movement or like try to like keep things. Like I my duvet cover like ripped 
<laughs> so I I'm now like I kept it because I think I'm gonna cut it into like rags to use but then also I'm like this is also an unhealthy way of doing things because it just adds another project like onto my list for trash so I don't know there's no right answers <laughs> yeah it's all just like whatever you want to do like I don't know I just like if I go to someone's house and it's just like where's your stuff <laughs> like I'm just like I don't like it yeah I you know like sometimes you just like need a nice plant you need a nice like vase put some flowers in it once in a while it's just nice or like whatever your personality is if you're gothic and just want a bunch of skulls go for it if you like this kind of look like go for it but just like the minimalism has no personality at all and it just feels like we're all just like robots and like I live in my white box and then I drive in my white car to my (laughs) my white building and sit at my desk and (laughs) type on my computer go home I think it's um some sometime on Spongebob where it like goes through that guy's life and it's like he's like coming to bed honey (laughs) yeah it's like that that's what it's like when you're in a minimalist isn't that when Squidward goes to live in like the housing complex there's that one this one's just like a random fish and i don't know what it's what episode it's from but the definitely the squidward one where it's like it goes through like each of his things and he's like smiling and then it like turns into like the deepest frown yeah he's like buying canned bread for the like yeah day in a row or something yeah (laughs) that is what it feels like and i do think that it kind of ebbs and flows where this trend has been a big thing for a while and i think it'll change eventually i also i heard something interesting where it's like it definitely goes hand in hand with like hard economic times like right now if we're going into a recession people are gonna want to embrace minimalism and then during boom times it'll like change to something else yeah Um, but again it does you don't you can be a maximalist or be any other kind of aesthetic and not spend a lot of money now the the (laughs) thrift world is so on point you can get as much shit as you want like (laughs) yeah you know yeah like you can like have a lot of stuff and it doesn't have to cost you exactly and it also doesn't have to cost. like it could be like a homemade thing from your mom or whatever it is like it doesn't have to be like you need to go to urban outfitters or west elm and buy this blah 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 my thing is like where are all your like puzzles and like board games (laughs) things that you do where are your art supplies what are you doing where is your hobby cart with your (laughs) crafting supplies like in my apartment even if you don't touch them that you they need to be there I can't live in a house without art supplies (laughs) yeah and I'm big into like buying things on trips like especially abroad because I'm like yeah I'm in a different country like I'm gonna buy a pillow or you know a, whatever it is a candle because I haven't I'm not gonna be able to buy this in America so I have a lot of things that are like sentimental of like I got this on vacation right yeah but, memories tchotchkes yeah I love and I remember and maybe it was just my household but growing up in the mid-2000s we were all about the knickknacks like I had so many knickknacks oh yeah <laughs> oh my god my room it was just like full of little things yeah <laughs> And my I mom still... would, like, collect, like, these little figurines. I mean, I had all the Beanie Babies. Like, yeah. we had, yeah, we had a lot of knickknacks. <laughs> I still do, honestly. I got rid of a lot of them, but now I have a box. And I want, I I, I had a curio cabinet growing up. So that was just, literally, the purpose of it was just to fill it with little things. Yeah. And, like, now I still have some of those that, like, I'm not going to part with. Some of them are, like, valuable, and uh, I, I need to get a new little curio cabinet. <laughs> yeah. My dad can build you one. He built me one. <laughs> I don't have it. It's still at my parents' house because I don't have room for it in my apartment. But my dad builds furniture and he Ooh. likes curio cabinets because he's a Nick. We're a knickknack family. What can I yeah. say? But yeah. he was like, Kellen, you're going to need this cabinet for your knickknacks. And I'm like, I don't really have many knickknacks right now. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> yeah 
also it should be noted that I do think another reason for a lot of this is because I kind of mentioned it but like a lot of millennials and then Gen Z definitely like we live in small places yeah so like minimalism makes sense like if you're in a city and you're living in a one bedroom or wherever you are like we're not a lot of people aren't living in like McMansions <laughs> that right. are of a younger generation so we don't have the space to like have a lot of stuff yeah which say la vie say la vie <laughs> the housing market is fine everything's fine the economy is great everything's good fossil fuels definitely aren't gonna run out in the next 30 years <laughs> don't even think about it we'll probably don't be dead by it anyway it. don't worry about it at all <laughs> and this is our last episode of 2022 it's gotta be yeah yeah <laughs> Unless you got something up your sleeve no, in the next don't. four days, but I don't, I don't I can't pump one out in the next four days. <laughs> well, it's wow. been a lovely year podcasting with you. I will be yeah. excited to see you in 2023. Yeah. A lot more topics together. We're not ever gonna run out of things to explain. So no, there's you can explain anything. Yeah. I'll explain my childhood trauma to you next. <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna explain to you this weird rash i got in middle school and it didn't go away for two weeks um could you imagine <laughs> i mean hopefully what we explain is relatable <laughs> yeah there's a lot of rash girls out there and rash i'm here girls. for you <laughs> rash queens raise your hand rash queens <laughs> I probably could do no well actually I guess I already did an episode about acne so that was my skin episode <laughs> yeah that's a good one <laughs> I could do one about vitiligo I've got that yeah <laughs> vitiligo girls where you at? where you at and the vitiligo boys and the days everybody with the big vitiligo put your hands <laughs> <Yeah>. up <laughs> put your hands up <laughs> all yeah. right well that was minimalism Minimalism splained away. Splained away.